Welcome and good evening. Tonight we have several cryptid stories, ranging from skinwalkers to shadow people and other cryptic beings. If you enjoy, remember to like and subscribe, as over 70% of you guys at home aren't subscribed already. So, without further ado, let's begin. This happened a long time ago, so my memories aren't exactly clear especially considering the events that took place. I was up in the Lake District in Canada camping and hiking with my brother and his new girlfriend when it all happened. It was a trip they brought me on after my boyfriend of 8 years passed away in a car crash and they thought it might help me move on. Anyway, on the fourth day of our camping trip, we had set up camp at a large stream. It was a pretty good area to set up camp, all things told. Nothing strange happened at all during the day so we never had a reason to suspect anything would happen. It was quiet all day, but then the night came and the strange things started to happen. We were around the campfire having a few drinks when the sounds started to come out of the forest. They sounded like someone was screeching, but it also sounded unnatural, twisted even. My brother just laughed it off, claiming it was just the drinks making us think sounds were coming or something else something which both me and his girlfriend were very quick to agree with. A few hours later we had a few hours later and we had retreated to the comfort of our tent. The others were sleeping but I couldn't get those sounds out of my mind. Around 2am in the morning I started to hear whispering come from outside the tent. I just thought being tired and drunk was playing tricks on my mind. But the whispering just grew louder and louder until I could swear that I recognised the voice. It sounded like my dead girlfriend, which was impossible. The voice kept insisting I came outside, and in my then current state, I must have decided to leave the safety of my tent. I say must have, because I don't actually remember leaving the tent. I don't remember anything about that night, but my brother and his girlfriend found me the following morning unconscious. I still don't know what happened, but whenever I bring it up, people ask if a skinwalker may be involved. Most of the time they're joking but it does make me wonder if that's what really happened. This happened to my dad's family when he was a kid. I'm not too sure how old he was at the exact date this happened, but what I know is that it was a night in the fall, sometime in the early 80s. My dad and his parents were on their way to Gallup, New Mexico to see a movie. They're located in Zuni, New Mexico. The drive to Gallup is 32 miles heading north. My grandpa was a forest ranger at the time, and worked in the Zuni Mountains. He was using his ranger truck to get to town. Now I will tell this instance mainly from my dad's perspective. He's the only person that ever explained this to me. My grandma is eerily bothered so much she doesn't like talking about it. My grandpa is dissociative with the family, so I've never had the chance to ask. Anyways, they're about halfway to town and it's dark out. Large ponderosa trees cover both sides of the road. In the midst of driving, my grandpa stomped on his brakes. My grandma sitting passenger, my dad in the back seat. At this moment, my dad is confused. He's facing towards the back window, passenger side. He sees my grandpa quickly reach over the back seat to grab his rifle off a gun rack. Heard him open his door and fire one shot. My grandpa hit it and it screamed. My dad now looks over the seat to see it running to the right of the road east and it takes one large step over a cattle guard and disappears into the woods. They drove away and proceeded to watch the movie without discussing anything about what happened. 
Now my dad says, according to my grandma and grandpa, that the Bigfoot was hairy, but not like you'd expect. Its hair was frigid and balding. They said it had pale blue skin and looked fatigued. When my grandpa shot it, it dropped its jaw for a couple of seconds. Its jaw dropping looked grotesque, like it couldn't have possibly made its mouth any wider. Then came the screams. The screams is the eeriest part. They all said they'll never forget. It was loud, gross and had meaning. After screaming, it lunged to its left, east, took a step over the cattle guard and ran into the forest. The jaw dropping is what makes my grandma not talk about it. She says it's the most scariest and most ugliest thing to have witnessed. Now after they got back home, I started haunting and following my grandpa. That night, my grandpa got no sleep. My grandma didn't either, and that's how she knows. She pretended to be asleep, but the both of them heard things around their house that night. Noise against the walls, and an overwhelming feeling like something is out there in the dark. My grandpa continued his work as a ranger, but soon quit due to the constant running with this thing. When he was out in the forest, he knew it was watching. He could smell it. Hear screams, hear knocking. It made disturbances in the road just for him. It would toss branches in the road too and from destinations, like it knew his schedule or where he had to be. It scared my grandpa so much he hasn't gone back since. And since then, it hasn't bothered him. Oh well, this was happening, my grandpa experienced one wild ride as a ranger. I believe he's seen UFOs, strange murders, and very odd occurrences all in that forest. I have people acting too jolly, rituals, lost people. He's written all this shit down that's happened. It's in a binder at his house, but I really want to read it. My dad says it's fucking nuts, but my gramps now has cancer and is shut in from it. Hopefully I get to see him soon, where I get my hands on the book. Zuni is truly a place of mysteries. Weird shit goes down here all the time. When I was four or five, my mum and dad had a huge fight. There was something about this one that made it different. They exploded at each other and my dad left. After a few days he hadn't returned, my mum was devastated. I had never seen her like that before. I remember being so scared. My parents had money problems and were fighting almost every day. At the time, I couldn't really comprehend it. I was too young. I just knew that one of them was always stressed and about to start a fight. It was a daily routine. Neither of them could keep a decent job. The economy sucked at the time and we were living far from any of our family. They were on their own and without my dad, it was just me and my mum. Finally, my mum couldn't take it anymore and we went to stay at her friend's house in the mountains a few hours away. She lived in this old double-wide trailer that had seen better days. I remember being thankful that my mum had someone who was there for her. It seemed like the perfect escape for us at first. We stayed in the guest room and slept together on this old double bed, but it was hot and hard to fall asleep at night. I remember just lying there the first night trying to go to sleep when all of a sudden I noticed this human silhouette standing a few metres away from me. At first I thought it was just a strange shadow in the corner of the room, but I couldn't figure out what was causing the shadow. I ignored it and I kept trying to go to sleep, but I couldn't. I had this sense of dread come over me, like I was being watched by something in the corner of the room. I wanted to jump up and cut the lights on, but I didn't want to disturb my mum. She was finally asleep and she hadn't gotten much sleep since my dad left. 
So I just laid there, trying to convince myself it was only a shadow on the wall. Yet, no matter how hard I tried to convince myself, I knew deep down that there was nothing inside that room that would create a shadow shape like that. Finally, I managed to fall asleep, probably from pure exhaustion. When I woke up the next morning, I told my mum about the shadow that was shaped like a strange man that appeared in the corner of the room late in the night. She laughed at what I said and told me my imagination must be getting the best of me. She sounded so confident when she told me that I believed her and nothing else unusual happened that day. However, later that night, I couldn't sleep again. The strange shadow was nowhere to be found, but it was hot and I hadn't gotten used to sleeping in the new bed. My mum had no problem sleeping, so again I just laid there, trapped my own thoughts. It's so weird that I still remember the night so vividly. I was bored, but couldn't sleep, and all of a sudden, I heard this noise. It sounded like someone trying to breathe or someone who was wheezing. When I opened my eyes to see what was making the noise, I saw the shadow man. This time, he was closer to the bed. I couldn't make out any features of the person but it was definitely something standing there right at my mum and me. I was so scared I tried to scream but I was frozen in fear. I knew what was in front of me was real. It wasn't my imagination or my mind playing tricks on me. When I finally worked up the courage to move and wake up my mum, she told me it was nothing and to go back to bed. She didn't even open her eyes. She made me feel like such a scared little kid. So I closed my eyes as tightly as I could wishing the shadow man would go away. But I couldn't stop hearing the weird wheezing sound. It was driving me crazy. I'm pretty sure I laid there crying myself to sleep that night. The next morning, my mum spent most of the day trying to convince me I was only having nightmares. She told me it happens to a lot of people when they're staying in a new place. We had just gone through a traumatic experience with my dad walking out on us and now we were staying in a new place. It was normal for me to be having these new nightmares that I couldn't explain. I almost believed her until later that night. There was no way I could fall asleep at a reasonable time in that creepy old double white. There was something there. It wasn't my imagination. I managed to fall asleep sometime past midnight, but I woke up to that weird wheezing sound again. This time, it was much closer. It was loud, but I didn't open my eyes. I just kept them closed the whole night. I never fell asleep. I got up as soon as my mum started to get up at 7 the next morning. My mum woke flustered. She told me that she was going to pack up and we were going home that day. I was so glad to be leaving. When we got home, my sleep habits returned to normal and I slowly pushed away my memories of the shadow man. My dad came back home and life was better than ever. My mum and dad eventually split up, but they were never meant for each other. Fortunately, they are both happily married today. I learned about sleep paralysis in high school and it reminded me of those nights in the old double white. I figured that's what had really happened to me when I saw the shadow men. I had never had sleep paralysis before or since but that was a really stressful time in my life. I was in a new place and felt pretty alone, so it made sense. I'm 25 now and a few nights ago I was sitting outside drinking and talking to my mum and stepdad. It was late but it was a nice spring night. We were having a good time until my stepdad started telling us of all the times he had sleep paralysis. It was crazy. My mum and I never knew he had sleep paralysis and I shared with him my experience in the double white. When I told him about the shadow man, my mum turned completely white. She was silent. She just sat there listening to me tell the story. Her reaction to the story was really freaking me out. 
We hadn't talked about that weekend in years. When I was finished, she told me that I didn't have sleep paralysis. She said she saw it too. She couldn't sleep in a double wide and spent those nights laying there with her eyes closed. Each night she would look over at it frightened, but she couldn't bring herself to leave and return home. She was stressed and didn't know what she was going to do. It wasn't until the last night we were there, when I was too scared to open my eyes when I heard a wheezing sound getting closer, that she decided we couldn't stay there any longer. She said the strange shadow appeared that night, but this time it was directly at the foot of our bed. It stayed there bent over our bed, staring at us while we laid there. It didn't move until dawn when it disappeared. My mum couldn't believe what she was seeing, but each night the thing had gotten closer and closer to us. It was drawn to us. She didn't know what would happen if it finally decided to attack us. She said she got the same icy feeling of dread where the shadow appeared. Whatever it was, it wasn't friendly. There was an evil presence about it. We didn't know what it was. I've never experienced anything like it before or after. My mum still won't tell me if she ever saw it before or after the nights of the old of a white. Our family was in a very bad spot at the time, mentally, financially and spiritually. It was like the shadow was feeding on or being drawn in by the negative energy. Have you ever experienced anything like this before? We all have fears that come alive at night in our nightmares, but we eventually wake up with our hearts racing knowing that it was only a nightmare. What happens when you don't wake up and you are truly living in your own nightmare? One summer when I was still in college, my grandparents convinced my great aunt and uncle to hire me to house sit for them while they went on a two week cruise to Europe. They lived in an old farmhouse that was built in the 1800s. It was a little over an hour away from the city I grew up in and both my grandparents and older brother lived in the area on land my family had owned for decades. My grandparents believed the experience would be good for me because they thought I had become soft growing up in the city. My parents used to live in the family farm with my brother before I was born. Eventually they moved to the city to be closer to my mum's work. My brother is 10 years older than me and loved growing up on the farm. He never adjusted to city life and returned to the family farm after high school. I always thought the farm was boring. I hated travelling out to the middle of nowhere to visit family there during the holidays. Now, I was looking forward to that bored feeling when my aunt and uncle left for their trip. I couldn't wait to be disconnected from the outside world with no real responsibilities. It was the closest thing I was getting to my own vacation that summer since I was a broke college student who couldn't afford my own trip away. The first couple of days at the farmhouse went great. My brother and grandparents would stop by to talk and hang out. It was nice. I was never that close to them before. My responsibilities were very minimal. I was there to really pet set my great aunt's two little dogs that have terrible separation anxiety instead of the house. The dogs were fun, but a little strange. During the day they would follow me and were never out of my sight. However, at night they each sleep at the two entrances of the house, one at the front door and the other at the back. This left me alone in the guest room, which I didn't mind. I didn't have pets, so I was used to sleeping alone in my dorm in college. One night around 3am, I woke to a loud thunderstorm. I didn't think much of it at the time. I love thunderstorms. All of a sudden, I heard a strange noise outside that sounded similar to my brother's tractor. I couldn't figure out why he would be out in such a bad storm. So I got up to use the bathroom and look outside the bathroom window. It was pitch black outside and it was raining so hard that I couldn't see anything outside the window. 
Well, while I stood at the bathroom window, I heard the back door of the house open and my brother's work boots enter below me. I had locked both doors before bed that night, but I didn't hear any keys or the doors unlocked downstairs. I thought maybe my brother had come to help in case the power went out. It was strange that my aunt's two dogs hadn't started barking and freaking out that someone was in the house. They usually start barking as soon as someone pulls up into the driveway or whenever they hear my brother's tractor. Suddenly, the footsteps stomping around below me get louder and sound like someone is banging on the ceiling downstairs. I hear the dogs yelping like they are scared of something. That's when I started panicking. I hear the stomping start moving up steps. I called out to my brother, but he didn't answer. Then I hear someone start banging on the guest bedroom door. But I was too scared to move. I just stood there alone in the locked bathroom until the power went out and everything was silent. The banging on the door, the stomping and the dogs barking downstairs all stopped. The storm died down and everything was at peace. An eerie silence swept over the old farmhouse. I used that moment to catch my breath and I tried using my cell phone to call my brother, but the call wouldn't go through. I started to think I had overreacted to being alone during a bad storm, but I never heard the stomping footsteps go back downstairs and leave. Eventually, I unlocked the bathroom door and slowly crawled back into bed. I put the covers over my head for safety, cuddled up and managed to get back to sleep. I was exhausted. Then I jolted awake. I was lying flat on the back and couldn't move. The power hadn't come back on and somehow the room seemed darker than ever. I felt a wave of terror come over me. I tried closing my eyes and going back to sleep, but I couldn't. I was able to move my head and look around the room, and that's when I saw something I'll never forget. There was a distorted figure watching me from the open closet door. I'd never opened the closet door in the guest room. I was living out of my suitcase that I kept at the foot of the bed. The figure was like a strange shadow that faded in and out of existence. It looked bigger each time I saw it. I tried to reason that it was my eyes were playing tricks on me. The closet door probably came open during the storm earlier and I was only looking at a coat or something hanging up. Yet, something felt wrong. I couldn't stop thinking about all the strange things that happened earlier during the storm. Something was not right. That's where the figure appeared again and started moving out of the closet. I could finally see it clearly. It was dark. It moved like something I had never seen before in the darkness, pitch black with long arms and legs, like some kind of inhuman shadow monster. It slowly moved closer to me. It climbed up to the end of the bed until it was hanging over my legs staring down at me. I could hear it breathing. It was faceless, but it hovered above me like it was watching me. I couldn't move below the neck. All I could do was turn my head and look the other way. I kept trying to close my eyes. I tried so hard until I finally was able to hold them shut. I stayed like that with my head turned, eyes closed, still flat on my back for what felt like an eternity. The last thing I remember was finally hearing the breathing above me stop before I fell back asleep. I woke up at dawn still lying flat on my back, but I couldn't move again. I kept going through the vents of the night before in my head trying to make sense of it all. I checked on the dogs in the house and luckily everything was fine just like it was before I went to bed. The power was back and it was like the storm never happened. 
I got my bag and all my things out of the guest room and spent the rest of the time staying in the living room and sleeping on the couch downstairs with the lights on. Fortunately, I didn't have anything else happen to me while I stayed at the farmhouse. I asked my brother if he came by during the storm that night, and he said he didn't know there was a bad storm. He must have slept through it. He did tell me there was a reason why he didn't stay and watch the dogs at the house. My brother encountered a distorted figure late one night in the old farmhouse when he was a kid. He loves the farm, but hates the original farmhouse our great aunt and uncle live in. He hasn't stayed in the house since he was a kid. My brother told me that our family's farm was supposedly cursed by a Native American chieftain before his tribe was driven away from the land by early settlers moving west. I don't think that's really true, but there is something strange about the old farmhouse. Maybe I'm too soft to live in the country, but that doesn't bother me. I still can't explain what happened. I'm not a believer in the paranormal. But I wouldn't spend another night alone in any of the old houses on my family's farm after those uneasy nights alone that I spent lying awake in the living room with all the lights on waiting for something else to happen to me. Some content. This happened like 10 years ago in Colombia. I'm skeptical about a lot of things, but this, I'm absolutely sure what I saw there was real. I was camping with my boy scout troop in a not so friendly place. Very, very hot. Really rough terrain and awful humidity. Our troop was more like military service than scout life. I was kind of far away from the main roads, and the main base was in a tree-covered hill. I think that could be worth noting that in less than 5 kilometers from indigenous sacred site known as Sacred Territory of the Creator, and probably it's a sacred site too, I don't know since the tribes that inhabited the area were forced by the Spanish to abandon their belief traditions and language, so there's a lot of things we don't know about them, even I being a descendant of them. It was 3pm, we sent 3 people to do dishes after lunch. There was a small lagoon 5-10 to 10 minutes downhill. It should take them more than half an hour for them to get back. An hour passes, they haven't came back. Knowing them, surely they're just having a trivial and boring gossip conversation. But as a patrol leader, I have to call them back. They don't respond to whistles, so I personally went downhill to find them. The way to the lagoon is mostly a two and a half foot path between a steep hill and dry river, with dense vegetation and closed curves. I was walking carelessly until I noticed something behind a curve. At first I thought it was a really massive vulture, but I felt uneasy so I started going back in the silence until I stepped over a dry branch. After the crackling, that thing extended his wings, showing a very muscular human back and then a head that watched me. Then it took off with a sound more like a helicopter than a bird. Nonsense, I thought. There must be a rational explanation. Maybe it was just my imagination. I arrived at the lagoon and effectively they were having the most boring and dumb of the conversations. I told them to pack everything and started going back to the campsite. When all the troop came out of the tree covered area, the lagoon is in a clear and told me that I was taking too long too. My encounter with the birdman should have taken more than 5 seconds or so I thought. Anyways, there was a cocky boy in the troop that said, I'll go front and entered alone in the woods. Five seconds later I heard the same helicopter-like sound, and a boy came running from the woods, hyperventilating. Scouter, I saw a man with wings. Everybody laughed, but I didn't say a word. Do you remember anything from your childhood that you can't quite explain? Maybe it's a memory, a place you visited, or an encounter you had with a stranger. 
When I was 7 or 8, my family moved into a small house in the middle of nowhere. I hated it because there were no neighbourhood kids to play with. The house itself wasn't that creepy, but I started to notice strange things that seemed to keep happening. I would leave something in one room and find it somewhere else in the house. I thought I was just imagining things at first, but my parents noticed it too. Sometimes when we got home, we would find shelves had been knocked over, the curtains were pulled down or the furniture would be moved around. My parents thought someone was breaking into their house, but nothing valuable was ever missing. Only the random things that would disappear and reappear in different rooms. Eventually my parents bought a new house and we rented out the old house over the years. Ultimately, the house turned into the place where different family members would live when they needed a place to stay until they got their own place. One night, my uncle called my parents in the middle of the night, screaming that there was something not right in the house. He was left and was staying at a hotel. He was so freaked out by it that he wouldn't go back to the house for his stuff, so I had to drive up there and move his things out for him. When I got there, the curtains were down and the shelves had been knocked over, which I remembered was normal. I went into the main bedroom to collect my uncle's things when all of a sudden, I heard something in the house behind me. I wasn't frightened, I was used to the house, but when I turned around I saw something I still can't explain. It was a dark outline of a person that seemed to be staring at me. As I looked at it, the dark shadow slowly faded away until there was nothing there. I was alone in the old home again. I stood there frozen, heart racing, trying to figure out what I had just seen. When I snapped out of it, I had a huge adrenaline rush and grabbed all of my uncle's things and loaded it all in my car. I remember shutting and locking the front door, but when I started to back out of the driveway, I looked up at the house one last time and saw the front door was open and I could see the strange shadow standing at the doorway watching me leave. I called my dad and told him I got my uncle's things, but he needed to check out the house. I told him I thought something was wrong with the locks on the front door. I haven't been back to the house since, but my dad still tries to rent it to people. He won't sell it for some reason, and only stays rented half the time. He put a big storage shed in the back so you can keep things there without having to go inside. I'm pretty sure I saw what caused my uncle to abandon a free place to stay for an expensive hotel room when he was down on his luck. I don't blame him and I don't plan on going back to that creepy little house in the middle of nowhere. Have you ever had anything creepy or unexplained happen to you when you were out walking alone at night? Everything looks different at night and you can't see everything around you like during the day. It always a little on edge when you're out alone at night. My senior year of high school, I was working on my laptop group project before graduating. I was so ready to be done with everything. It was late and I was finishing it up with my friend at their house. It was almost midnight when I finally left. I was so relieved to be done but had to walk back alone to my car which I had parked a couple of blocks since my friend left on a busy road. As I was walking back, I noticed someone walking along the other side of the road ahead of me. I didn't think much of it at first, but it was late, and I was a little paranoid, so I kept an eye on them. As I got closer, I noticed that the person was wearing a giant black coat. It made them look almost like a Dementor from Harry Potter, or some kind of shadow demon. It was super creepy. My heart started to race a little. There was no one else around, it was just me and this Dementor in the cloak. I slowed down waiting for the stranger to pass me and kept going on their way. Instead, they started walking faster. 
they crossed the street and began heading right towards me. At this point I just stopped dead. I was so scared. I almost decided to run all the way back to my friend's house, but I didn't want him to know I was such a wimp. Instead, I decided to keep walking to my car, straight towards the cloaked person. Right before I passed them, they stopped in the middle of the sidewalk and stood completely still. I just wanted to walk past like they didn't even exist. But all of a sudden, I got these chills all down my spine like I felt like someone reach out and touch me. It wasn't a Dementor, because it hadn't moved. I was terrified. It felt like I had someone grabbing my shoulder and holding me in place, but there was no one else there. I stood there frozen next to the cloaked stranger for what felt like forever. I couldn't see their face. They had a hood on, but I could hear them breathing or wheezing, like they were excited. I didn't know if it was a man, woman, or a shadow person. Then the invisible hand on my shoulder lifted, and I suddenly felt like the wind had knocked out of me. I bent over like someone had punched me in the stomach, but as soon as I caught my breath, I took off running for my car. I don't think I've ever run that fast before. I fumbled for my keys and locked my car as fast as I could. I couldn't sleep that night. I was so freaked out. I don't know what I encountered that night. Was it some kind of sick prank? What caused me to stop in the middle of the sidewalk? Did I encounter some kind of shadow demon that looked me over to see if I was worthy to consume before letting me go about my mortal business? I took it to be an omen. I thought that I or one of my close family friends were going to die soon. I was so worried and stressed about it that it made my finals seem like nothing. However, I couldn't really get any sleep after that for the rest of the summer. I would always wake up in the middle of the night, thinking about the cloaked stranger. It always felt like they were going to come back for me. Finally, in the fall when I went off to college, the feeling went away. I stopped thinking about the Dementor Demon and was able to sleep again. Maybe it was all caused by the stress from knowing graduation was coming and I would be moving out and leaving for university in fall. Some kind of weird side effect of Peter Pan syndrome that I was experienced that summer before university. I don't know. I haven't told anyone this story until now. What do you think it was? I don't think about that night often, but when I do, I can't stop feeling like one day I will see the stranger in the dark cloak again. They will be waiting for me when it's my time to die. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed, please remember to like and subscribe. Um, it means a lot. Comment what your favourite story was. Um, you can also email me your own stories um, for a subscriber episode I want to do um, in the next couple of weeks. You can find my email in the description. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.